episode 23, guys. Welcome to the show. Um, what a night for Gerwin Price at the Premier League. Night three there. Uh, he was just absolutely on fire. Some of his highlights are insane. 170 to win his quarterfinal against Michael Smith. Nine dart leg in the semi-final versus MVG. A nine dart leg in the final versus James Wade. Averaged around 108 for the night. And most importantly, had the crowd on his side. How often are we going to say that? Hopefully quite a lot more because he really is an absolute gun and he has definitely changed his ways. So I I was super excited to hear that, see that, witness that, and the whole night was just phenomenal for Gerwin Price. I'll go on a little bit more after we run down the whole night, but, yeah. It was just a great night for darts all round. Just fantastic averages, everyone throwing really well. Johnny Clayton maybe a little bit off um, his usual standards, but pretty much the whole roster was really good, and that's why the Premier League is the Premier League. It has that name for a reason because they're just they're just guns and they do it on the big stage, which is where people struggle to perform, but not them. I have a tiny bit of news for all the Queensland listeners up here. Queensland Darts held the Zone 7 Open, which is up in Mackay. Um, had a little bit of a look at that. There's not a lot to see without going up there and watching it, other than uh, Kai Smith had a very good weekend. I think he made last eight in his mixed doubles, but won the just doubles with his brother, Connor. So those are their two names I've seen Connor's throw live on Facebook once before, and he has a very solid throw as well. So both the the two sons of Ray Smith, who we all know and love, they're two names you're going to hear a lot of in the world of darts, hopefully for the next 20-plus years, and hopefully on the big stage consistently. So, yeah, Kai Smith, great weekend for him. And his brother obviously did extremely well to win a tournament. I think it's maybe one of the first times they've teamed up in a big tournament like that. And you hope to see it more. But the focus of this episode is night three of the Premier League and what a night it was. Quarterfinal one, Gerwin Price versus Michael Smith. Uh, it's very solid again from Michael Smith. Unfortunately, he's yet to play a poor game but not really hit top form. He's sort of hovering, looking like he could explode at any moment. He has some great pegs every week. He's getting a 150 plus, it feels like, every single week. But, yeah, he's just getting absolutely hit with brilliant darts. So there's not much you can do about that. This week it was Gerwin Price's turn to give him a a bit of a tough run and a tough night, but he'll come good, Michael Smith. But, yeah, his scoring just isn't quite where it normally is. And if he can get that up there, his finishing's generally pretty good, but nothing outrageous. We saw at the Worlds, it kind of let him down a bit in that final against Peter Wright. Um, Peter told him to practice his doubles, which is it's probably sitting where it normally does, but he's just scoring, isn't there? For Michael Smith, who have only hit four 180s for the whole three weeks, he's just like, mm, something's not right there, but it's just his rhythm. He'll, he'll get that going. I think I probably tipped him to hit the most 180s for the whole tournament, but... He's just not quite getting it done yet. But, yeah, he missed a 150 on double 15, wide 121 on the ball. Both times Gerwin's gone out with whatever finish he had left because it was just brilliant from Gerwin. Um, 108 average. He's dropping his darts left, right and centre and still hitting triples, still hitting doubles. So, And then, yeah, a 170 to win it after Bully Boy had teed up a chance to go to get back in the match but just – 
phenomenal. I think it was the one two one on the ball, which for Michael Smith, which left Gerwin one hundred and twenty one, one hundred and seventy to win, and he did it. And if Michael Smith had to come back, he probably nine times out of ten finishes twenty five because he just wired the ball, left himself twenty five, and he would have taken that out to go five four, and then hold, try and hold, throw it, and send it to a last leg, but. 170 to win it is just absolutely fantastic. At quarterfinal two, Joe Cullen versus Michael Van Gerwen, a very up and down match. It was just wasn't they both didn't play to their absolute peak performance, but Joe Cullen's been on a pretty impressive run. So he made the final the other night and then won the night two, and then on the weekend just gone he won two. The weekend in between, he won two players' championship events, so he's gone a long time without losing a match, something like 21 matches straight, I think I said last episode. And, yeah, it sort of didn't fall apart on him and he just wasn't quite there. And MVG was able to get it done, 6-3. So good for Michael to keep just accumulating points until he can really hit top form. Quarterfinal three, Gary versus Peter. Gary Anderson versus Peter Snakebite Wright. And it's always a classic when these two come together. So, and this was, yeah, just no different. Oh, it was, wasn't like your classic Peter Wright-Gary Anderson match. It was a bit up and down. They had their stages where they both threw 70s and 40s and then next minute they're throwing 180s and 140s together to just look like they're two best players in the world, which some would argue at points in their career they have been. Probably not at the same time. They've never just been the two standouts. I mean, at the moment, you'd say Peter Wright, Gerwin Price. And back in the day, it was Gary and MVG. But, yeah, they looked really good in patches and then not as good in others. But, uh, yeah, it was just a strange match. It's similar to the Joe versus MVG, but this one just had a little bit more brilliance thrown in there. Gary threatened a nine darter twice. Two times he'd hit six perfect darts and looked like there was no chance he would miss. And back in the day, he would have hit every single one of them, but it just didn't quite happen for him. But it was good to see him grouping the darts like that because that's what we want to see. Peter was a lot better than last week. Pretty much every leg he was in, there was no legs where Gary was 200 ahead. He was basically there ready and waiting if if Peter had a missed, uh, sorry, if Gary had a missed, but yeah. Um, the second nine dart attempt from Gary, Peter went out on forty one to take take the leg and the match. So he's gone out in thirteen, uh, sorry, eleven darts when Gary was tempt- attempting a nine. So that just shows how much Peter was, and that was pretty much the story of the story of the match. I think it was a six four win to Peter Wright. And he moved on to another semi-final. Quarterfinal four, Johnny Clayton versus James Wade. Just a slight drop in form from Johnny Clayton. It wasn't. The, the two finals he's played so far haven't been great. I think he's averaged 80-something in both, got blown away by Peter Wright, and the next week somehow got the job done against Joe Cullen. But everything else, his touch has turned to gold so far. But that slight drop in form, uh, just that's what James Wade does. Uh, A few deflections and bounce-outs for Johnny really didn't help him. Uh, He was just not able to find that perfect triple 20 that he normally does with his first dart in the the 60-bed and then follow it on. So he was struggling up and down in and around it. Um, He probably had a big day on the on the roofing because he is a roofer, I think, by trade and still does that and loves it. So he probably had a 
big day carrying sheets of tin off the truck and was probably a bit sore. But uh, James Wade had some pr- really good scoring. And when James Wade gets his scoring going, you're going to be in strife because that is the one area he's not always quite at that Peter Wright girl and price level, but his finishing is next level. He is the best finisher in the world by a long way. Anytime he's under 100 and probably 130 and under when it's that one triple to a, a double or ball with a single thrown in there, he looks like he'll finish it every time. And you just, you know, it'd be hard in mouth every time you look at James Wade with that sort of finish if you're the opponent. So it was, yeah, incredible to, incredible to watch. And yeah, he does everything he can to leave tops and double 10 and he, he does it. So he must be probably not, his counting might not be that great. He just knows what he needs to do to get to that. Probably just the memory in the brain of what to do to leave 40 because he just loves to leave 40. And yeah, double 10 is his friend. Trust me. It just, every time he throws a dart near it, it looks like going in, but his 180s are brilliant when he hits them. Like, that they go in well. He's got nice looking darts that fit in the triple 20 really well. And it's, yeah, good to see James Wade throwing good darts. And semi-final one, MVG versus Michael Van Gerwen versus Gerwen Price. It's always a handful to save when those two are in the same match. You get them confused enough with Gerwen Price and Michael Van Gerwen spelt differently, of course, but just makes it even more confusing, especially when they're playing each other. So Michael Van Gerwen versus Gerwen Price. This was a brilliant match. Uh, 106 average from MVG. That's two weeks running. Michael Van Gerwen has averaged 106 and lost in a semifinal. Last week he copped a, a brilliant run from Johnny Clayton, and this week it was his Welsh counterpart in Gerwin Price. Gerwin Price, as we all would know by now, he hit a nine data in this leg, and it's just fantastic the way he went about this one. It was a 177 with then he goes triple 20, triple 20, drops his dart, and he doesn't just drop the dart. It goes that far forward, it's almost in line with the wall that the board's on and he's had to go all that way forward, come back, still nail the triple 20 to leave one four four, And all the pros will tell you, I can't tell you because I've never hit two 180s in a row, that one four four is a lot easier than one four one. You stay on the triple 20, give yourself a guide, go for double top, so you're staying at that high level because triple double 12 is almost on the same level as triple 20. It's a much easier one to take out. And he did it. Absolutely nailed it. The first one on the Windmill Blade 6 board televised. I don't know if anyone else has hit one since the PDC even starting to use them. I don't think so. Even in the uh, Pro Tours on the weekend, I don't know. I don't think anyone's... Oh, no, sorry, Ian White got one, didn't he? Yeah, Ian White got a nine data. Um, MVG just couldn't get near Gerwin Price when it counted. So in those, those crucial legs when he needed a break or needed to hold throw to really stamp his authority on the match. He just couldn't get it done. But somehow got himself the 4-4 and then to a last leg shootout. And, of course, last leg, Gerwin Price has the throw. He goes 180-180, starts off the 144, uh, 141 with a triple 19. So he's got seven perfect darts, 56 after nine, and goes out in 11 darts. That is just phenomenal, phenomenal darts. I think at one stage he was averaging 115 in this one. Ended up with a... 108 average so just magnificent absolutely brilliant and back in the day Michael Van Gerwen averaging 106 105 plus no one gets near him he wins every time but nowadays that's two weeks two semi-finals in a row that he's had that sort of average and not been able to get the job done kudos to Gerwin Price 
and Johnny Clayton last week and anyone that's coming up against Michael Van Gerwen, they just it feels like they don't want him to get back to form because we all know what happens when Michael Van Gerwen is in some sort of form. He will just run away with it. The semi-final two was James Wade versus Peter Wright, and this was a a bit of a typical James Wade performance, to be honest. He's gone out and got the job done in a snooze-you-lose type situation. It was 6-4 to James Wade. He's averaged three points less than Peter Wright, so 105 to 102. But the, the main thing is the checkouts. So Peter Wright's gone at 28%, and James Wade's gone at 42 He's had a ton plus, ton plus checkout. 180s are leveled to each, and just when it mattered, James Wade got it done. It did look early like Peter Wright might just towel him up and run away, but there's no such luck. It was James Wade who took it out, and the final was Gerwin Price versus James Wade. What an absolute belter. Another classic match. It was really good to watch, and it's just, yeah, once again, typical James Wade. Averages 99 105 to Gerwin Price. Just an absolute belter of a match. We've got a nine data in there. Gerwin Price just cannot get rid of James Wade. They've got two ton plus checkouts each. Five 180s to Gerwin Price, only one to James Wade. And somehow it's only a 6-4. Like everything will lean towards it being 6-3 at best, 6-2 or 6-1 maybe. But then just the way Gerwin was playing and looked like against most other people, he would have just absolutely demolished it. But James Wade hangs around and does what he does. His average probably reflects that on throw, he definitely is tough to beat. And against throw, he just sticks at it. And if there's a chance, he takes it. If not, then the other person runs away with the leg. It's just, but averaging 99.91, he had a couple of ton pluses for the night, I think. Um, let me, if we can have a quick look. No, 93 against Johnny Clayton. <laughs> And as I said, uh, 102 versus Peter Wright, which 100 average for James Wade is means he's playing some brilliant darts. But another nine data for Gerwin Price in the in the tradition or kind of traditional fashion, he's gone 180, 180. But to start off the one for one, he seems to always go triple 19 first to get that knocked off, and then yeah, hit the triple 20 and the double 12, and that's when they were just absolutely screaming his name, Gerwin Price. So, and he he loved it. He gave it gave it back to the crowd, and like as he acknowledged that they were singing his name, and massive grin on his face, and of course stoneface stoneface James Wade poker face. Gerwin Price hits the nine data, and he just doesn't really give much acknowledgement. He does after the match, but just stands there. He's so used to getting nine daters hit against him. James Wade, the poor old nine dart bag, gets just absolutely smashed with them. But um, does he? with a bit of fun and a bit of a smile on his face and just goes about his job. He is, we keep saying it, but he is the job done guy. Now, have a look at the table. So this is what's kind of making it interesting is right now you would have had Johnny. Johnny looking pretty good, Gerwin okay, Peter Wright okay, James Wade okay. Everyone looking okay except Johnny Clayton. He's only lost one, one match so far and everyone else is Sort of Peter had a very off week, but one one week. Joe Cullen's only had one good week, but he's still quite he's still there. So Johnny's on eight points. Gerwin Price and Peter Wright are on seven points. I'm not sure 
exactly how that works, but it has go and a head, probably legs difference, I'd say. Maybe it's nine darters hit. That would have him ahead because no one else has hit one in this Premier League yet. James Wade, surprisingly... That's a joke. Not surprisingly, is sitting in fourth spot with five points. Michael Van Gerwen, four. Joe Cullen, three. Gary Anderson, two. Bully Boy, zero. So it was just, as I said, a phenomenal night by Gerwin Price. I've said it before about Peter Wright. When he plays well, he is almost the best player I've ever seen play darts. Better than Phil Taylor in his prime. Better than Adrian Lewis, Raymond Van Barneveld. I didn't see enough of Eric Bristow, the Jockey Wilsons, the Dennis Priestleys and all those sort of guys. But Peter Wright, you just you can't beat what he does and the way he groups the darts and hits big scores and checks out big scores. It's just next level. But tonight, Gerwin Price looked phenomenal. He looked unbeatable. Even though one match went 6-4, one went 6-5, it's just... And he held it for such a long time. that, As much as it's a short format, I think he's still played 30-plus legs of darts for the night and contain, uh, maintained a consistent 108 or 107 average for the night. That is phenomenal across potentially 30 legs. So if you go, he's 1-3, that's 18. Michael Smith took him to three legs, that's 21. Van Gerwen had five against him, so that's 26. James Wade won four against him, so that's 30. He's played 30 legs of darts and averaged 107 across that. It's just next level. It's just phenomenal. So he basically looked unbeatable, and it took something phenomenal from both James Wade and Gerwin Price, uh, sorry, MVG, to get near him. And I think... If he plays those darts, he is in the same boat as it is going to take a phenomenal performance to beat him. To hit two nine darters, threaten another, big scores left, right and centre, averaging 108. It's next level. And he's put it down to his training regime. He reckons getting back in the gym has helped him out a lot. Now, if that's what getting back in the gym does for you, I'll see you in the gym at 7 a.m. tomorrow morning because I want to throw darts like that, and if getting in the gym does it, that's what I'm going to do. And just to, to touch on my darts, I think I averaged under 50 the other night, and that is horrendous. I could not hold a dart to save myself, and I actually started throwing darts away. I had to apologize to the dude for my my grumpiness because it was just absolutely fucking horrendous. Excuse the language. I don't swear much on this, but I had a bad, bad night. It was 40, 46, I think. That's that's saying something. That's like oh, 30% of what Gerwin Price was doing. And when you put one in the ones, it's hard to recover in my eyes and it was for me, and there wasn't even a close one. Some, a lot of them, a lot of them were a shocking one. So I couldn't even, didn't even have anything to work with. But that's enough on mine. So I'm after making a prelim in this group last last season, which they're only a month long season. I've now I got eight one, so I'm not looking good. And I've this guy came up from the other group, so there's not many others for me to try and beat to avoid relegation. I have tinkered a little bit, but I'm always tinkering, so I don't think that means anything in my eyes. Um, but I have a certain style of throw, and I'm going to have a chat to try and get some someone with half a brain on to talk about the mindset part of darts and what to do mid-match 
when you're really struggling because I was really, really struggling and just could not get it back. You've got another guy on the other end playing with you, so you can't just go and have a five-minute break and say, right, I'm going to go and reset and come back because that would be unfair to the other player. But there's got to be something something you can do to uh, try and recover what's going horrendously wrong. And I think, I don't know what it, I don't actually have the answer. I think it could potentially just be to take a couple of seconds longer each throw for a minute. Like, and, but yeah, rhythm, rhythm is important, but I'm not a rhythm thrower. I don't throw with rhythm. I try and sort of aim up each dart. So maybe if you're like me, just take two seconds longer before the start of each set. If you're a rhythm thrower, maybe don't take that time. Maybe just work on getting that rhythm back and throw maybe a bit quicker. But I don't know. It was a real Barney rubble and I probably practiced for an hour after that to to try and get back into it. And hopefully I've worked on a few things. I think I averaged 62 or 63 against the dart bot, which is just a, a different different aspect altogether. It's only the dart bot, so you're not not actually in a game. Well, next one's Thursday and we'll see how that goes. And we'll continue to try and bring to you guys the way to throw darts and the way to recover. That's why I'm a good I'm a good example for all you struggling, not struggling, but just trying to get your game to the next level because that's what I'm trying to do. So anything I can bring to the to the crew, I will do. Um, so, yeah, so James Wade has had a phenomenal night as well, but not in the same ilk as Gerwin Price. Let's just have a drink. Um, <coughs> purely, he's just done what he does. He's finishing really well, up to scoring, and give him a chance. He takes it, and he's in fourth place. He's in fourth place in the world rankings as well. He will more than likely make the playoffs, even though I had him sitting in fifth spot. I think I went, I had Gerwin, Gerwin, Johnny, MVG, and probably Gary, because I always pick Gary, to make the, the playoffs. It's looking relatively accurate if we have a look at it. So MVG is not far off. Gary's a fair way off. So if you just swap MVG and you put Peter in the top, MVG will probably overtake James Wade. But then, yeah, who knows? I'll have a look later, closer to the end. I'll stick with what I've gone with because who knows if Gary wins next week, he moves. If Gerwin and Peter, they both can't lose next week. Gary can get into the top four if he wins next week. Right, so we'll now go through my fantasy team. Now, stupidly, this is how silly I am with things like this. I tipped Gerwin Price to take this out this week. I said Gerwin Price will win this week. I've picked him for the whole Premier League to win the whole shebang. I picked Johnny Clayton as my triple point captain, even though I tipped Gerwin Price to win the whole thing. So my points for the week was 54. The highest points for the whole bloody thing was 185. If I'd gone Gerwin Price captain at 56 points and I used the triple points captain, I would then have, what's 56 by three? That's 168. I'd be right up there. I went with Johnny Clayton as my triple points captain. And so his score of negative one was tripled to negative three. Unbelievable. Why would I go with someone I haven't even picked to win the night? If I'm going to tip, why not tip properly? 
bloody unbelievable. I could not get over it once. I looked back and thought, hang on a minute, why on earth did I do that? He scored 56 points. And, of course, I went with Gary because I always go with Gary. He's only scored one point as well. So you, you lose two points for losing the match. So, hmm, not good. Not good. Besides Gerwin Price hitting those two nine darters. If I had to use triple triple points, Captain, um, I'm thinking I don't know what to do. I've just gone with um, Gary as my captain. I think it's time he had a good run. He's made a semi, but that's it. I think it's this format, I think, is going to have everyone have a good week. Most players will win a night. Maybe the exception of Joe Cullen. I don't know if he'll get one, but I think everyone's going to win tonight. So you've had Johnny Gowen and Peter Orr win one. James Wade looks like he'll either be in every sing- every second final or win one for sure. MVG will win one. Gary and Michael Smith will win one. I'm just not sure about Joe Cullen. So I think it might be Gary's week. I might, I've got until the 4th of March because they're having a week off. So I've got a little bit until I have to make that choice. Don't know yet. I think I'll stick with it. You can only have one out of the one top one to three. So if I could, I'd put MVG in as well. But I don't think I'll take Gerwin Price out. I'll see how he goes. I think the UK opens after that. So I don't get to have a look at anyone else. I don't think there's much darts on over the next week. So we'll have to find something to talk about next episode because I don't want to be off for too long. But yeah, so Gerwin Price, I'm going to leave in. Gary Anderson, I think, might win next week. And Johnny Clayton, I'll probably leave him because he's just in too good a form. UK Open, as I said, is coming up, so we'll have a look at that probably next episode too. Not much to report on that one. We'll just go through the history of that tournament, the qualification, how it all runs, the format, and who I think is going to win that one. Um, So, yeah, week off, night four after that, the Thursday after that is in Exeter. The quarterfinals there is Johnny Clayton versus Michael Van Gerwen. That'll be a freaking belter. That They played each other last week. Michael Smith versus Joe Cullen. I don't think they've faced off yet. No, they wouldn't have because it's, they all play each other once at the first round and Michael Smith hasn't made it out of the first round. Gerwin Price versus Peter Wright. Ooh, I can't remember if they've played each other yet. And James Wade versus Gary Anderson. So I think, I think Gary will get through that. I reckon uh, Gerwin will probably knock off Peter Wright. Then they'll play each other. I think Gary will win. Uh, Michael Smith will probably – he'll beat Joe Cullen and get his first win on the board. The Johnny versus MVG, I'm not brave enough to pick that yet because I do want – I want to see Michael Van Gerwen dominate and play well. But at the same time, I want to see Johnny play well. I want to see him all play well, really. But uh, I just – yeah, I think Johnny might win that one and then he'll come up against Michael Smith again and it'll probably be a John-Gary final, I reckon, and then Gary to win it. But I'm generally wrong. So, yeah, no darts coming up next week. That's a bit shocking, a bit not fun. There's probably something on, but um, we'll have a look at that later. So next episode will just be probably about the UK Open. Um, we've already just had a quick look at the next Premier League night. The format seems to be working pretty well. Can't complain. Um, Yeah, that's about it. So I'm going to work on my game, try and get up to the level of my group for the starters. So I've got to recover from that dodgy bloody 40-something average. Um, 
yeah, try and get it way up high 50s to start with. I know what I do wrong. I'm just It's simple. Let's just keep the darts straight for starters and get out of the freaking ones. And then, yeah, so I had a – I think I had a crack at a 143, missed double 13 for 143. That's how bad my counting is. I just went triple 20, 57, and then had, had to count and check that I'd left double 13, so I didn't hit it. Uh, I think I had a chance at a, a 116 as well. So my pegging wasn't – wasn't great, but I just didn't have a chance in any leg. Really, it was a schmozzling. I was two hundred behind in every leg. When you're hitting, hitting a seven and a twenty-seven and a twenty-eight, and then forties. Like I think I had three tons in eight legs of uh, nine legs of darts. So shocking all around. But no one cares about what I'm doing. We all care about the the, the pros and the the guns around Australia. But um, yeah, we'll have a chat next week. Stay well, stay lucky, stay happy and healthy and just enjoy those darts. Don't let yourself fall into some of my habits sometimes. Darts is fun, darts is brilliant and just keep on chucking, keep on enjoying it. If you're not enjoying it, listen to this podcast. That'll get you up and about. Chat to you later.